description. Check me out. So anyway, let's get in this video. So anyway, just knocking out the video back to back. I'm like, God damn, I didn't expect to see you this many times. But anyway, just answering people's questions. So this is the, re the video some people are asking for. Like, how do I know my ex-new lover is envious of me? Okay, the AKA the painkiller, as I say. You know, I call them painkillers. Most people say placeholders, I say painkillers. This is a video that says signs that give you obvious signs. Your ex, new lover, aka the painkiller, is envious and jealous of you. The first sign is this. They wait around in the background for y'all to break up. I mean, this is like the obvious sign. They waiting around, snooping around in the background, floating around and all that stuff, just waiting for you to slip up. They show up to you know your ex mama house. And, you know, stuff like this probably when y'all was together. They always popping up, showing up. You know, they probably the work, wife or husband. They they know about your situation. They know. Some painkillers don't know. So they you know they're exception to the rules. The ones that don't know. But in this case, we ain't talking about them. We talking about the ones that do know. You know, no home wrecking ass people. But anyway, they floating around in the background and you know, always got some kind of drama, asking questions and stuff like that. Why? They want what you had. What had. They want what you had. You know, they want your ex. You think, oh, they just stumble and just fall up on your ex. No, that was planned, plot, and strategized. Your ex just giving to it. The second sign is this. Sometimes, after some of the people I have consultation with, they'll text you with that drama. They they boasting and bragging like, okay, I got your I got your um, woman or man, whatever. I got them. I'm better than you and stuff like that. If you was on your job, this would have never happened. So that means I'm better than you and all that stuff. They, they just want that job. They want to boost their ego. They think it's a badge of honor for stealing someone's loved one. They think that's best something to do. They think that's the big, the man. They, in their little small world, they think, like, okay, since I stole your lover, I'm better than you. You little, I'm big. I'll, you lose, I win. They just envious of you. They just want what you have. They always got to keep that drama going because it, it, it inflates their little ego. And your ass over there, just the monkey in the middle, just enjoying every minute of it. Because the thing is, he or she probably got two people fighting over, you know, in the armor. So they just going to sit back and just enjoy the moment, probably bust both of their draws or, you know, just whatever. If they man or woman, you fill in the blank. The other thing is this. Like I said, you know, my number three is they know all about you and still continue to cheat with your ex. See, the thing is, before they made it official, before they completely was together, they was messing around. Before the monkey branching and all that stuff took place, and, you know, first the monkey branch, then the little rebound relationship. But before, while in the monkey branching stage, what you think they was doing? Why you think they were sneaking around calling this other off-brand-ass person behind your back? Why you think that? What you think they was doing when you was or wasn't around? What you think they was doing? What's that F word they was doing? And stuff like that. 
If you know what the F word I'm talking about, put it in the comments. You know, what they been doing? Yeah, that's right. They was fornicating. <laughs> it was fornicating behind your back. They were cheating. So the thing is, and they know fully aware about you. A lot of time I hear so many horror stories about, you know, your the ex bringing them into the house when, you know, the other spouse or somebody like that be at work. By the other person at work, the ex be having this other off-brand-ass person in the house smashing on the same bed that they sleep in. And don't think nothing of it. Don't you know the painkiller or this off-brand person to be right next door to you? I heard so many horror stories. But anyway, let's go move on. Number four, they make your ex, you know, start drama with you. They tell your ex, whatever, like, they convince your ex that you is the bad person. You is this bitter, no good, hate for ass, demonic person. And you is the enemy. So they can click up and get against you. See, the thing is, long as you the enemy, they little off-brand relationship is going to grow stronger. That's why I say don't interfere with it. The more you interfere, fight for this old off-brand ex or whatever, who they may be, the more they're going to get stronger. The more they're going to unite against you because they have something in common. You, you the enemy. So yo, this other off-brand painkillers, you know, stuff, they're going to encourage your ex to hate you more. They're going to put, they're going to gaslight your ex. They're going to paint you as an evil person. They're going to do things in favor for your ex to make it seem like they're an angel and make you seem like an evil person. They'll probably tell your ex, like, okay, well, just say it like this. You paid all the bills in the house. The new painkiller, the envious person, the person that envious of you, they're like, you know what, over here, you ain't got to pay no bills. I know your ex made you went to work. I know your ex ain't paid none of your probation bills. Over here, you can drink the juicy juice with the ice. You can drink it out the carton if you want to. Over here, you can do that. But the thing is, the painkiller is going to make the relationship over there on the other side easy for your ex. Make it more easier and make it more comfortable at first. But but the thing is, the painkiller really don't know. Your ex don't give a damn about either one of y'all. They just enjoying, you know, enjoying the ride. The last one is this. They gonna pretty much broadcast to the world, social media, you know, whoever listen, that their little newfound relationship is so they so happy, it's organic, it's God give to the earth. They gonna broadcast that to everybody that you know. They know they're going to just tell everybody. If they can put make a, a bulletin board on the side of the road, talking about, hey, look how happy we is, they'll do that if they can get away with it. But the thing is, you have to be indifferent. I know you might have an attachment to your ex or stuff like that, and you, want, you don't want to let your investment go because all the time and effort and energy you put into this person. But you have to do the opposite. You had your time with this person. This person chose to be over there. This painkiller, I mean, the painkiller person that envious of you did not put a pistol to your ex forehead and like, come on over here with me. They did not get kidnapped. They did not get date rape, drug, or anything like that. They, they on their own free will, went over there. 
So once they did that, they made a decision to be on the other side. Now it's time for you to make your decision. And the best thing for you to do is pretend that person is dead to you. They are dead to you. If you work together, go to work, just get your money. You ain't got to communicate with that person. If you do, you talk strictly about business, the job stuff. If y'all work at Kinko's, talk about the printer. If y'all talk work at Burger King together, hey, just like, hey, can you pass me the secret sauce? You know, can you pass me the extra pickles? If y'all work, you know, at a coffee shop, like, hey, let me, can you pass me the extra cream and sugar and stuff like that? Y'all don't talk about no relationship stuff. If y'all live together, you like, you stay your ASS over there on that side of the house, we like roommates. I stay myself over here until I find some pl- other place. My lease is up or whatever it may be, we go our separate ways. If we have mutual friends, you tell your mutual friend, don't tell me about what's going on over there. Do not tell me about what they're what they doing. But that's how you got to set your standards and boundaries. That person is dead to you. If y'all have kids together, you use the gray rock method only and you use parallel parenting. Look it up. I'm not going to make no video about that. Gray rock, I've been saying this for the longest. But other than that, that person just want what you have. When somebody see you with a good thing, they want it too. So that's why I say keep your finances and your relationships private. Don't tell everybody. If you have an argument, Keep it in the household. You don't have to go out outside of the household and tell everybody. Be careful about your friends and family members too because a lot of times I have consultation, they be picking up on your leftovers too. Watch your friends. You up there telling the friend like, yeah, this person, yada, yada, yada. They want the person you talking about. The person your ex like, don't worry about that person. I can't stand that person. That's the person that's going to be taking your place. Pay attention, always, with your life. Plan, plot, strategize, and always self-improve. If anybody is not for you, cut them off. No matter who it is, cut them off. Cut them off. So, with that being said, just take care of yourself and stay prayed up. Now, if you'd like to get in contact with me, we can talk this out over um, email or you know, can send me a text message, text me what's going on so we can set up a time to talk. You can do that with, you know, my you know, um, WhatsApp or email. I know you see the email on this page. Just like you see my, you know, my brown skin, you see the email and yellow. You see it. So please don't ask me why I don't see the email. Uh-huh. So anyway, with that being said, I want you to take care of yourself. Watch out for one another. Stay safe out there. You know, just, just just stay safe and stay prayed up so you can be on the right side just in case something happens. So with that being said, peace. Take care of yourself. This been a Me, Myself, and I podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with me, send me an email at mcfadden.warren at gmail.com. Or you can text me your story on WhatsApp. The number is one seven zero six. 346-4783. Also, check out my audio books on Amazon or my books in general on Amazon. Just go to Amazon, type in Warren McFadden Books. They will pop up.
Also, listen to the end. I attach some other podcasters to this one. So enjoy. Take care. Peace. Hey, what's up? It's me, Warren, here again with another little podcast. Something quick, you know, just throwing something together, venting almost. So, uh, anyway, talk to a lot of people, you know, scattered out across this world, things of that nature. So, the thing is, that when people go through a breakup, they always ask this one question. Hey, I want closure. I want to know why this person did a through Z, and I want them to explain to me why they why they did it, and also I want fucking karma for that shit. This is what you don't do. Stop asking for closure. Every time you asking that person for closure and wondering and guessing and all that old goofy ass shit, pretty much you giving them validation like, okay, well, this person can't function without me. I was everything to them. So, therefore, stop that shit. When they want to leave, let them motherfuckers go. Don't fail. Don't see the thing. If they leave, you got to put your life first. You got to carry yourself like I'm the prize. If you want to go, you can go. Fuck you. Just let them go. And see, they're going to go out in the world. Nine times out of ten, they're going to be a fucking hoe. If you don't fuck with them, ask for closure. Ask them a hundred fucking questions and bother them. They're going to wonder why you not doing that shit. And they're going to want to come back to you and ask you, okay, did I mean anything to you? Because you didn't, you know, stress or fall the fuck out or die or ask me a hundred and motherfucking one questions when I left the relationship. Did I mean anything to you? They're going to come back to you. And at that point, you have you in the position of power. See, the thing is, you don't beg, you don't plead, you don't die. When they leave, they dead to you. Don't ask for no closure. Don't ask shit. Just put your life first and go carry on about your life, you know, and carry yourself like the prize. They're going to go out in the world, even if they're dealing with other suck-ass people. They're going to they gonna go out there and, you know, they're going to go out there and have sex with, you know, other people. You know this, right? So, but at the back of their mind, they're always going to think, like, damn, I left this person. And they, they, they seem like they're not bothered. They didn't call my phone. They didn't email me, text me. They didn't do shit. So, damn, I must mean not mean nothing to them. So, they're going to come back and ask you, or they're going to come back around and start asking you questions like, okay, why didn't, why didn't you show, keyword, why didn't you show any emotions or any kind of reaction when we broke up? But the thing is, the key, listening to me, the key is you never take these motherfuckers back. Ever. Never, ever in a fucking million years. You always be that one that stand out. You know, be that person. Yeah, you don't go back and like, oh, well, we can rekindle and all that stuff. No, you just telling that person, well, we can restart and you can do this shit to me again. Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah, you can do this shit to me again. Most people want to go back in a relationship so they can have the opportunity to dump them, just like that person, you know, get revenge and dump them. 
And just because that person in question, they ask who the fuck ever dumped them and he want to get revenge. Man, fuck all that. Look, if they leave, let them leave. You don't fight. You don't beg. You don't get on the social media posting love songs. You don't post no quotes. You don't do shit. They just dead to you. Let them motherfuckers go. And you show no reaction, no remorse, no nothing. See, behind closed doors, you get that shit out your system. You cry, you drink, you do whatever the fuck you need to do behind closed doors. But nobody see that shit in front of you. And then you go out in public, you cool, calm, collective. You pretend or act or fake, whatever the fuck you need to do. Like that shit ain't bother you one bit. That's how you operate in a position of power. That's what you do. You know, you don't get nobody the satisfaction knowing, like, you let people know, hey, yeah, that shit that you did, yeah, yeah, leaving me and all that stuff, that hurt me. You never tell nobody that shit. You never let nobody know what hurts you and, you know, things of that nature. You carry yourself like that shit didn't even bother you one bit. You show no weakness whatsoever. Like, one monkey don't stop no show. Once you left, another one come. We don't chase these hoes, we replace these hoes. Now, with that being said, if you need to get in contact with me, you can send me an email at mcfadden.warren at gmail.com. Or you can text me on WhatsApp. The number is 1706-346-4783. You can check out my audio books on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and just Pretty much just put in warm at fat and all my books will show up. Um, and with that being said, man, look, we don't put up with no disrespect. And we carry ourselves like we the prize. If you want to go, you can go. We don't chase them. We just replace them. This shit is by choice, not by force. If you choose to leave, let that hoe go. And, you know, we can't force nobody to be with us. We don't beg or plead to be in nobody's fucking life because you got to shine. You got to think like this. My shit, my life is more important than anybody else's life. I know it sounds selfish, but fuck, that's how you got to carry yourself. Now, with that being said, take care of yourself. Uh, something small they just need you to respond 
So that's why I say do never, never respond. Never respond. Always be working on yourself, bettering yourself to, you know, to kill the old version of you, to become the new version of you. So that life that you live in, you used to be living, it fades out. You become numb to it. They go on the other side. So don't respond. So, but if you do, you know, they're going to have some lame excuse or some petty for you, you know, for them to talk about. They're going to offer food. See, these are the things they're going to offer food, sex, or some gifts. They're never going to say, you know what? Me monkey branching, going all the way up to the other side, doing you dirty or something like that. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Remember, certain people like narcissists and sociopaths and the people that suffer from the dark triads, they do not, they don't accept accountability nor responsibility. They will project their faults onto you. They will say things like, if you didn't do certain A through Z, I would never have to do what I did to you. It's your fault. They're always projecting. You know, you be coming with facts, evidence, and all that stuff. Like, no, you did this because this and this and this and this. You're a sociopath, you're a narcissist, and all that stuff. They will never criticize what you're saying because you're telling the truth. See, the thing is, they, they can't fight against the truth. So what they will do, they'll fight against you. They're like, well, you mean, you hurt my feelings. You just awful and you hurt and all that stuff using shaming language. You, you know, it's it's kind of obvious. Keep in mind, what you see is a grown-up. That's what you see. You see a grown body. But in reality, that's a child. They're a child in a grown person body. A narcissist type person is looking for their second childhood. They're looking for their little mother and father outside of a mother and father. If you get it, if you understand. They'll say, like, you know what? I know I'm cheating on you. In their mind, they'll be like, I know I made a mistake. I went out here, act a fool. Now this stuff is biting me in the butt. Now it's time to come on back home to this other you know, suck over here, you know. You and your feelings. It's time for me to come on back over here to, you know, you know, Leroy over here, you know, and, you know, uh, Janice or whoever. And they give you that little phone call and, you know, they offer you food, sex, or a gift. They always say, hey, how your mama doing? Oh, really? Yeah, she at the hospital. Uh-huh, she got her colons clean. Oh, okay, that's nice to hear. How your little brother doing? He free? Yeah, okay, it's nice to hear that he coming home soon. Okay, how about your sister? Uh-huh, I seen her on the TikTok doing the Buzz Bunny Challenge. You know, she, she too young for all that. Uh-huh, yeah, okay, cool. All right, and you sitting up there like a dummy talking to them. After they went out there and deceived you, when someone cheat on you, you have a choice right then and there to make a decision. Do not get in your feelings and give these people a second chance. And at that moment, when you give them a second chance, you pretty much reloading the gun and letting them hurt you again. Stop that. They know what they're doing. Stop making excuses for them. Stop having arguments with them. Having an argument with these type of people, you know who they are. It's like fussing with a little child. One minute they're talking about this, then the next minute they're over here somewhere talking about this and that. It don't even go together. 
is childish. So the best thing for you to do, move on. Move on. Cut that part of your life out of your life. And that's how they regret it. And they see, you know, like, damn, you're doing good. You're reading books. You're doing monk mode. You're stacking your money. You're stacking your paper. You know what I'm saying? You're doing all these good things for your life. Now, for the younger generation that listen to me and stuff like that, leave that relationship stuff alone. Focus on your goals and purpose. Or if you're in school, focus on that. Get your degree. Focus on your future. Listen to your mom, your dad, your parents and stuff like that. You don't have to be bucking against the system and bucking against your parents and like that. I don't know who telling y'all that, but that's not cool. It says in the Bible, respect your mother and father and your days shall be longer up on the land. I seen a little girl send me a little video. She sent me a video of this little girl disobedience her parents, talking back to her parents in the parents' house. And a lot of people in the comments, instead of saying, hey, that's not cool, they laughing at it. Ain't nothing about that funny. Nothing. That's why I don't watch social media. I just do these videos to share with people who need to hear this, and I jump off it. I go back to and like, focusing. I go back to focusing on reading books, writing books, where I want to go, where I want to travel, what place I want to see. I go focus on that. But I don't know what's going on in this society nowadays where it's cool. We're doing evilness and doing evil stuff. It's cool. Deceiving people, they think it's cool. It's not. Because if you do that to the wrong person, you can seriously get hurt. Listen to people when they tell you something. They got listen to your older folks when they tell you something. They telling you something from experience. Now let me say this: they got some old fools out there too. You know, watch people. They got some old fools out there too. Some people, when they get older, they don't get wiser. They try to go you know, stick up, stick with the times and what's going on. Those are old fools. But what I'm trying to say in this video, to wrap it up, focus, plan, plot, strategize, and calculate your life. Do not let the off-brand people come back in your life. The biggest mistake you will ever make is going backwards. Do not go backwards. Stay focused. Stay on your grind. Stack your money. Get your passport. See this beautiful world God you know, plan for you. If you don't want to do that, stay focused. Grind non-stop. Do something today that the, you know, your future you, tomorrow you, will benefit from. You know, Leave a legacy. Create something. If you don't know what it is, help someone out. You know, just help someone. You're creating a legacy through helping people. Because the person you help with will remember you. Legacy there. You know, don't get caught up with what you see on TV and what you see on these social medias. Cut that, I mean, cut that stuff off. Live in the real world. Outside of this little YouTube thing, that's what you should know. Focusing on your plan, your strategies, your thoughts, and all that stuff like that. If anybody get in your way of your goals and your dreams, get rid of them. No excuses. No, no, no giving no, nobody no leeway, no nothing like that. It's your goals and your dreams. Anything in between, get rid of them. It don't matter who it is. So, if you need to get in contact with me, send me an email. My email address is right there. You can text me on WhatsApp worldwide, worldwide, um, no matter what country you're in, shout out to Kenya and Guyana and Ghana, shout out to y'all, you know, and who y'all, St. Lucius, haven't forgot, St. Lucius, what's up, so, 
with that being said, don't forget to get your copies of um, my books available on Amazon and Audible. And with that being said, I'm gone. Peace. This been a Me, Myself, and I podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with me, send me an email at mcfadden.warren at gmail.com. Or you can text me worldwide on WhatsApp, 1-706-346-4783. Oh, don't forget to get your copies of my audiobooks, Position of Power and On the Prize. Peace.